0: Hello! Hello! Welcome again! I'm Julie! And I'm (laughs) Dominic! Yes, and first of all, happy late day of the dead or Dia de los Muertos! Thank you so much to all of you who are back for another episode of Plot and Twist. And today, as you may have guessed, we are going to talk about The Day of the Dead. And obviously, for this episode, we have to watch like Coco, the movie, the Disney movie. And Mm -hmm. I don't think many people haven't watched it yet. So if you haven't watched it, then we sure recommend it because it's just like, it's just funny, sad, happy, all at once. And it's a Disney animated movie based on The Day of the Dead. So you should watch it (laughs) yeah that can be your way of celebrating
1: it yeah exactly but yeah so anyway because it is a movie and it's a disney movie (laughs) and not everything that happens in disney movies or any child's movie is entirely true or a fact we wanted to talk a little bit about like actual day after that and like give you facts so that you understand this holiday because I am sure a lot of people may not know what it is I mean you probably heard it you probably seen it Coco but
0: you yeah and personally for example I don't know a lot of this holiday in general because in Paraguay we don't celebrate it so I feel like I'm really excited for this episode just because I feel like I'm already learning so much and yeah I hope you also learned a lot from this episode
1: yeah, okay, so Day of the Dead or Dia de los Muertos is celebrated on November 1st and 2nd, mostly in four countries Mexico, Guatemala, Ecuador, and Bolivia. And I know there are other countries that celebrate it. I think Peru celebrates it too, but I'm not 100% sure. So if you know, please let us know. Like, I would love to learn that. But anyway, I said November 1st and November 2nd, and I know that's confusing. It is confusing (laughs) to me too. (laughs) I celebrated after my quarter, like I said in the trailer, and I celebrated on the 2nd, but some countries celebrate on the 1st. And this happens because November 1st is actually day of all, no, I I said it wrong. It's All Saints Day, okay? Mm. It's a Catholic celebration and it's literally about celebrating all saints so you know saint mary saint peter saint all the saints you can think of like they are celebrated on all saints day and (laughs) i wish i could give you more like facts about this day but i'm not very sure but because it has this like religious like context and you know like dead is usually associated with like another life in heaven or hell whatever maybe that's the relationship between these two days but yeah you can celebrate it on the first or the second depending on your country or your religion i guess but then on november 2nd which is when i celebrate it day of the dead is. A celebration that's totally opposite to All Saints Day. It's basically a very indigenous celebration. It's like pre-Hispanic and it has its roots in like cultures like the Incas and the Aztecs and the Mayans. So yeah, it's very different and it doesn't celebrate saints. It celebrates literally everybody who has died. And yeah, people have different ways of celebrating this holiday. And like, for example, I'm going to talk about my experience in Ecuador. We celebrate it in a way that I really love. So let's say I'm from Quito and, you know, that's a capital city. But I specifically live in a rural part of the city, (laughs) if that makes any sense. It's a giant city. So, I mean, it's not giant, giant, but it has so many different sides, you know? So I live in the rural side. And in the rural side, people are still very traditional. So here on Day of the Dead, all cemeteries are packed. Yeah, I said packed. People are not scared of cemeteries here. <laughs> um, they, and they actually have picnics on the gravestones. It's So cool. So they, they buy chicken and potatoes and rice and all the food that people feel like bring in. And then entire families meet together at cemeteries and share a meal next to the grave of someone they loved, you know, and that's super traditional here in this rural place. And I know they do that in a lot of places in Ecuador as well. But I know that in the cities, we have like the actual city city in the urban part. We celebrate differently. We still go to cemeteries, it's like they de the dead all sanitarios <laughs> are five. incredibly packed yeah it's it's <laughs> there's so much traffic and like it's crazy but people you know bring flowers and pray and you know they they use this day to visit someone they've lost and it's kind of cute but the thing that i love the most about this and is because i love food so much is that we in the entire country we have this drink that's called colada morada and it's a no, it. sweet drink. <laughs> it's so good. So good. I cannot describe it. But it's it has like blueberries, blackberries, strawberries. And it also has chunks of pineapple and strawberries. And it's sweet. It's, it's so good. And it's also made from purple corn flour, which is like a super IDM oh, product. You know, like you can't find purple corn everywhere. So it's nice and it's called Colada Morada because morado <laughs> means purple in Spanish and the drink is literally purple, it's like yeah. barney purple. Um, and we eat it with this bread that I'd say we can say it's special because it's called guagua de pan. Guagua means child in Quichua. And basically, it's a bread shaped as a child kind of and it's decorated with like sweets on the outside and so that it looks like a child and then inside it can have nutella or dulce de leche which is delicious or jam you know like yeah it's just bread it's sweet bread and we eat it alongside the Colada Morada and we love it because it's like a tradition I would say it's Mm -hmm. like a family meal you know like it's not actually a meal because it's just a drink and a piece of bread but it's this kind of thing that you always have with your family like all my memories about Colada Morada and Day of the Dead are from my grandma making it you know Mm -hmm. and I'm so grateful because after four years I had Colada Morada this year Thank you to my awesome grandma who made it for me. Because I I did have Colado Morada when I was in Bennington because there was an Ecuadorian family there. But there's something so special about your grandma making you something that I I just missed it so much. So yeah. Anyway, if you ever come to Ecuador any time of the year, even if it's not day of the day, I know where they sell Colado Morada all year long. So just send me a DM. I'll take you. I promise I'll take it and you to our it. Instagram.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, just let me know. I feel like to understand this holiday, is a lot of like looking at the importance that is given to family totally. and just especially because this holiday is how it's celebrating a way to remember the the members of a family that are no longer with us, and I find that just so beautiful because it's just even if they're not there, you're still sharing their experiences, their stories, their everything, and keeping their memories alive and keeping them alive as well. That is maybe not present, but still it's like emotionally there as well in a way. And, and yeah, something for example that I noticed watching Coco as well, going more a bit into the movie, is that like, for example, the movie is about like Miguel's journey and trying to play music and therefore like also trying to find his, um, this music idol as well who he thought was part of his family and everything but then the movie is called Coco which is basically the name of the great-grandmother of Miguel and and she's struggling to remember she's forgetting because of her old age so it's something that like again the movie even though it's about like music and Miguel is also very focused on family and on Coco as well on remembering on on not forgetting in a way so so yeah I feel like that's just Again, the focus goes into family.
1: Totally, yeah, and and I think that that's why Coco makes you cry a lot. It's one of those movies that you just cry with. You know, I okay. hate to cry with movies, but Coco makes all me cry the all, all, the all the time. time. Yeah, <laughs> always. You know, and it's because it's about family. Because if it was about any other thing, I wouldn't cry. But yeah, like I I cried the first time I watched it with my mom in the movies. I cried the second time I watched it when I was away from home. I cried when I was watching it here in the house, like with my <laughs> family around, you know, like it just makes you cry. So it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of fun. <laughs> but and, and I was thinking about like family. And I think that that's a really big part of Latin American culture. I don't know what you think, but I think family is just like part of who we are as Latin Americans
0: yeah no i definitely like i i still so agree with that because like i don't know how it's in another like latin american countries but for example here in paraguay it's like so common to see people still living with their parents until like, like the 40s or until they're married or going like they have a partner or something so it's just like it's a very common thing and like unlike in the united states for example where it's kind of expected of you to already leave your house at 18 years old you know and also the fact that in most countries in Latin America, I feel, I don't, I don't really feel like this is a generalization, but a lot of people do live with their, like their entire family in one house, you know, like with their grandparents, with their like uncles, with their cousins, they're all under one roof. And it's a, a very common thing, you know, and also just the fact that we have this kind of responsibility to our family in a way, even if you don't get along with them or you don't like them that much or anything, you still have this kind of duty to, to, to do in a way of like you of going of give back to your family in a way and yeah so I, I feel like it's a really it's a big thing that we value in in our culture and I feel like this is in a lot of Latin American countries
1: yeah totally like for me I feel like my family is also not just my mom my dad and my siblings you know my family is literally everyone it's my grandma's brothers and sisters you know it's, it's absolutely everyone so that's why I didn't have a quinceanera party Like, I would have had to invite 400 people. That's insane, you know? Because that's just how family works here. You just have to invite everyone because everyone's family. And and it's crazy, and and it's fun, and I love it. (laughs) But yeah, like, for me, it was super weird to, like, for example, go to the U.S. and having people being like, why are you talking with your mom every day, you know? It's like, what do you mean? (laughs) Like, how can you not talk with your family every day? How do you,
0: how can you go more than two days not knowing if your family is okay? Same, same. And like me as well. I, when I traveled as well, I was always like trying to stay in touch or trying to know. And I was always trying to stay connected. And like thankfully I have like a really great family. I don't really hate them or anything like that. So like I do really love spend time, spending time with my family and just knowing how they are and everything. So it's just such a like, I think that I myself value And also I think something that an interesting fact as well that I saw in the movie is was the like how they also talked about this family business in where Miguel was like where his whole family was like the shoemakers. And I don't know, I feel like it's something that I don't from my like close circle of friends and family, I don't see a lot as in like how it's showing Coco. But at the same time I do know that like we consider family also with the people that we work every day or the people that like also just grew up with us in terms of like school and also high school and then going on forward to university. It's just like, we all stay in touch because we just grew up together, you know, and we're maybe not like family from blood, but we're still family from like, I don't know, the heart, you know, it's just like such a thing. And therefore like also for, I think like most places, obviously I maybe some that don't (laughs) really get along with their coworkers, but like in general, Coworkers workers are like family as well because you spend time with them you go out with them and you just yeah you make friends as well and i don't think that's i feel like that's really common especially in latin america but i don't know about like other countries
1: yeah totally i mean i don't think there are a lot of family-owned businesses that i know of but i'm sure there are a lot like especially about like food business you know because there's yeah, so sure. many kinds of traditional food here. And we value it so much. I, I'm sure that like, people just want to preserve that. And there are a lot of family business. But what you said about family, not just being bought, I totally agree with you. Like, I have so many friends that I went to school with my entire life. I feel like we even went to the same, like, kindergarten. Like, probably we even yeah. met the day we were born, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> but we didn't even exist. Because um, yeah. they they do feel like siblings. And I, every time I come to Ecuador, I hang out with all of them because, because they are like my siblings. I, it's, it's just that thing, you know, like there are people that are so close to your heart. They are your family, even if they are not, you know, your blood family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that was our talk about family, but now I'm going to talk a little bit about like actual facts that are real in Coco and their relationship to Day of the Dead. So there are a lot of things that are actually true. And one of them is the altar and the ofrenda that they have. So, you know, this place where they had the pictures and the food, that is super real. And that's a really common tradition in Mexico, especially. And the idea is like, Putting up a place that sort of honors the life of the people that we've lost. You know, so the most important part of an altar is the picture. I've read a lot of like scholar articles and, you know, people Mm -hmm. who are very conservative that say, you know, every altar has to have like seven steps or every level has to have this or that. But I think it's a super personal decision. And The most important part of an altar is that you're doing it with your heart for someone you loved and that you lost, you know. So like I said, the picture is the most important thing, but there's also elements like the ones, you know, like putting up things that they used to like. Let's say someone died and they loved beer. You could put up a beer there. Something super common next to altars is also this like little pad that's made with flower petals so that people actually get to the altar and don't get lost. That's also super traditional. People put up flores de cempasúchil, which are a beautiful orange, yellowish flower in traditional Mexico. And also, you know, how people gather in cemeteries. That's also really common and true. So those are, like, things that actually are real from Coco and that are very important to people who celebrate Day of the Dead. And I think the most important part of it is, is
0: this ofrenda side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, I personally know all of this to be accurate as well because I've asked some of my friends who have celebrated Day of the Dead and about their experience as well and how, like, the similarities with the movie. And, for example, one of my friend, one of my friends said that her name is paulina and she's from mexico and she said that for example when her uncle died they would put the all the food that he couldn't eat when he was alive because he couldn't eat certain types of food so they would put this food in the altar in the in the ofrenda to actually like have him have that now that he's like not restricted to that anymore which i found it really like, really funny but at the same time really like just beautiful and also just another friend for example maria also from mexico she told me that um they that usually they also prepare this with a lot of anticipation. Like, they do it, like, one week before, the like, the actual celebration. Or maybe even if you do it, like, one day before or anything like that, it's still prepared with so much love and, like, care. Like, you actually, you, you do these dishes, you know, you, like, prepare these dishes for them, you prepare the drinks, you prepare, like, things that you're going to put there as, like, the offerings as well, in a way. And it's such, like, and it's really done with a lot of, like, it's, yeah with love in general you know and yes and she also told me that she thinks that like this the culture in Mexico as well is something that like the dead are not really dead but they're always there with you you know and it's something that just that stays there and it's not like not that sad you know especially because you have this holiday where you celebrate them and you like talk about them and just remember them in a like really happy way not like in another in like I don't know kind of like a funeral It's not at all like that but it's more much much more like positive I feel.
1: Yeah totally like I think that's something that I had been told all my life like don't be sad if someone dies cuz they're still with you. And and that's something that I forget to say before when I was talking about the facts it's like indigenous people think that death is just another cycle of life you know it's not like this tradition that people usually have and it's like oh you die that's the end you know. For indigenous people, it was like, oh, you died? You just started a new cycle. And, and that's beautiful because you don't see dead as this horrible, sad thing, you know? And that's probably why Day of the Dead is like called a fiesta and not necessarily like, I don't know, like just a day, you know? It's, it's a celebration and it's beautiful. And that's why uh, a year ago feels so old. But a year ago, when I was still a student, I was in this class that was called Dying in Diaspora. And it was about migration, basically, and the struggles that people face when they are forced to leave their houses for several reasons. And how a lot of those people end up dying, you know. And something that I did my four years that I was in college was being super into what was happening with migration like special Latin American migration to the U.S. And, you know, in the border, a lot of sad things happen. And so I wanted to make this project for this class as a celebration of Day of the Dead to some people who have died crossing the border or on their way to the border looking for a better life. So in my research, I found there was a massacre in 2010 in San Fernando in Mexico, where 72 migrants were kidnapped and killed you know and only three people survived which it was a miracle because they shot them to death you know in the head yeah. and they were kidnapped by losetas which is a drug cartel in mexico and they killed them because they didn't want to join the cartel and it was really sad because a lot of those people who died were ecuadorian migrants and actually one of the survivors was ecuadorian but i had never heard of it like i i was already I wasn't a baby girl in 2010, and I was just shocked that no one ever talked about this. And the reason why I wanted to make sort of a Day of the Death celebration for them was because they needed to be remembered. They were people who left Ecuador and made it all the way to Mexico because they wanted a better life. And then they were just forgotten. So I wanted to bring back their memories. I made up this altar. In college, and I didn't have pictures, of course, but I did want to honor them, so I found the names of most of them. I couldn't find all of them because some of them were never identified, so I put them still in the altar, but as unidentified one, two, and so on and I put up their names in little cards, and I made an altar. I, I put pan de muerto, which is a sweet bread traditional from mm-hmm. Mexico. I made that little pad with fake petals. Yeah. <laughs> I also put like fake flores de sin that I made with like paper, and it was like a, it was sort of like an art gallery display, and I, I also put those fake, like, candles that you find yeah. at the dollar store no um, <laughs> because I wanted it to be like, it was in a dark space. I wanted it to be like light and still colorful. And in the display, I also had like few facts of what happened that day on the massacre. So people remember these people and also some facts about day of the day and why it was important and why the altar was to celebrate their lives. You know, it was like, this was such a sad event. And for me, it was something really hard to make, you know, like going through all these people's names writing them down and then putting them in cards and then putting this thing together it was like super emotionally draining but at the end of the day like people were really grateful for that space you know for being able mm-hmm. to not only remember these people that they have no idea who they are who i have no idea who they are but that meant something to someone in the world and in that at least for a day they were remembered as people and not as like you know this bad migrants who are coming to our country to ruin it or whatever, which is like the discourse that is often said. So Mm -hmm. it it was something really hard to do, but it was beautiful because at least for one day after Mm -hmm. almost nine years, they were remembered. But I think especially like, this is
0: what I like about this holiday the most, because it's something that you can, it can seem really sad in terms of like, okay, we're just looking at all these dead family members but at the same time it's a holiday that makes this really like positive in terms of like okay let's talk about them let's be happy for them and let's remember how happy they were as well or just in general their lives you know let's remember how they lived and like whatever they left behind even if it was just in our hearts or if it's just in like us like a small place you know so it's just it's not really about the the big impact that they made and everything but it's like the impact that they left on you as well and on your family and it's simply about remembering it. I think that's just again it's just really beautiful and I think we said this so many times already but it's just something that I really appreciate like it's just it's cute because then you feel also like this whole you know this like this whole dilemma of like oh will I be remembered or not like will I be successful do I need to be successful to be remembered and all the stuff and how for like some people it's not like that it's just like even if you're not successful you still will be remembered by your family and you still will be like there you know all the time with them even if you're like not there anymore so so, yeah, I think it's actually a really positive holiday, even if it's just it's it's a bit sad, obviously, but it makes it more, I mean, less sad <laughs> in a way. <laughs> yeah, totally. Which is why you maybe should visit one of those
1: countries if you want to celebrate it one day and see how we do it. Um, yes, and like I said, I... you're always welcome to come here and drink Colada Morada with me. but anyway i really hope that what we talked today helped you understand a little bit more about day of the dead and maybe see gogo in like a different way like it, Mm -hmm. it, you know like gogo is not just about the music but also about the family and about this traditional celebration and your roots so yeah i i hope we helped you a little bit and
0: thanks so much for listening also yeah just honestly just I already learned so much so I really hope that you also are happy with what we said and what we talked and that you also learned a bit at least and yeah I'm I'm really just happy about this episode at all and thank you again to everyone to everyone who's listening thank you to Paulina and Maria for sharing their experiences with me as well Thank you to Jan. Thank you to basically everyone who's listening. And yeah, if you if you have any questions, suggestions, or if you feel like we missed anything, something really important that we needed to mention, please let us know. Shooting us an email or shoot us a message through our Instagram at plot and Pod And also our Gmail is plot and Pod at gmail.com. So please just feel free to do that. And again, thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. I'll see you next week. Yes, goodbye.
1: Bye.